Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Martin Scorsese once said, "Cinema is a matter of what's in the frame and what's out." I guess movie also has a similar viewpoint. they are particular of which movies on the platform and which is out today i have svetlana nodial with us on audio gyan she is a director of content at mubi india svetlana has a rich background of cinema content and curation she has previously worked with uh, in different capacities with nfdc mami drishan films to name a few we'll try and understand how curation happens at mubi and few aspects about curation in cinema so curation of cinema rather So uh, thanks Satlana for giving your time and it's a real real pleasure to have you on audio gyan. Thank you so much. I'm really it's my pleasure actually to be here to be talking to you. I really love the work that you guys are doing at Audio Gyan. Yeah. And um, love listening to it as well. So happy to be here. Thanks thanks thanks. In fact I want to thank you and Mubi for giving like Audio Gyan listeners a full month of free of such amazing films through movie.com/audiogan and yeah it's a matter of like great pride for me to be associated with uh, movie and yeah like it's a, like thanks for that <laughs> thank you so much yeah i hope everyone enjoys the movies yeah yeah so uh, i'll i'll start with like a more meta question uh, which is uh, like what does curation mean to you uh, in in a more cinema context i mean um so curate you know to be super honest i sort of uh, avoid using the word curator for myself mm-hmm. uh because of maybe because sometimes it, it has a perceived importance attached to it and if i have to tell somebody what do you do and i just say i program films which basically means that something somebody made something amazing and i just put it in a certain order yeah um in in context of movie and cinema or generally like what i personally feel about curation i i look at it as a kind of a practice and mindfulness uh you are very consciously um aware of uh, what you're watching and what you're presenting giving a context to to works of art that already exist uh and that's what uh, and i mean in simple simply put that's what i see curation as that you know just analyzing understanding and contextualizing films uh with respect to what is happening in the world around mm mm-hmm. interesting i mean uh, i i recently did one uh, audio gan with ram rehman and even he started off with the same concept saying that i contextualize things so i think now i i can safely say that i have some definitions which are clearly pointing towards the same thing <laughs> yeah and and also curation um like has so does does it have a negative connotation and that's why you avoid i'll tell you why because my understanding is also that when there is a garden there's a gardener so he or she decides what's in what's out what's a weed what's a flower and it's much more organized uh, but when you look at like a forest or jungle things are going on its own 
so that's yeah. is that the reason why you think curation is uh, more i mean like i mean in a very literal sense i i i would love a, i love a jungle as much as i love a very neatly manicured garden mm-hmm. so so but i mean of course that's not what you literally meant mm-hmm. see i feel uh, it's it's a lot to do with you know um, uh, how with time certain meanings and values get attached to a word more to do with that uh, i and uh, it also puts me probably i feel or maybe it's just personal that i feel that when i call myself a curator uh, it puts me in a position where um, i am sort of uh, superior to the work of, work of art itself and and uh, as if i am an authority um to to you know say that this works and this does not work while that's exactly the job that i do that you know this works for us and this does not work i would uh, not want to be if something works and you know if it's a great film that we happen to get and you know i don't want to be the person who's saying like look i found it like you know be the columbus there said i discovered this talent or i discovered this film i don't want uh, i don't like that uh, sort of personally i don't like being in that spotlight of mm-hmm. thing that i discovered so and so yeah yeah i got it what you're saying and and also that's the very reason for this audio again is to understand yes to a certain degree it's subjective but uh, being a brand uh, there are guidelines so it automatically becomes objective and that's what i have come up with few questions uh, around so like to start with who are these people who are watching uh, the cinema showcased on mobi so if you can start by like do you have like a sort of a persona uh, a demographic of the audience and i mean if you are supposed to reveal or anything of that sort i mean just a vague like a broad outline is good enough you know uh, broadest outline is that people watching films on mobi are film lovers and uh, while one would imagine a certain kind of demographic to be uh, a mobi audience that you know maybe a very urban art uh, enthusiast kind of audience or you know maybe film students and people who are already interested in a certain kind of cinema would be mobi audience but uh, at the same time we are often surprised by appreciation emails or notes that we get from people from across uh, across all demographics and parts of the country so it's it's really hard for me to say that you know what what is a, a movie audience but definitely somebody you know anybody who's a film lover uh, and is seeking something new uh, a curious mind i would say those are the people who are sort of engaging with movie mm-hmm. uh just a, a small anecdotal thing that uh, uh, i can't tell you which film or something but uh, there there is there were some experimental films playing on movie and uh, uh, somebody who works uh, at a bank in uh, kerala a bank manager from kerala reached out to the filmmaker and with a lovely long email of appreciation over the emails over the films that he saw on mobi mm-hmm. and uh, the filmmaker told me about it and I'm, i was i was uh, i mean surprised and also not surprised but uh, just to give you an example of how wide ranging the demographic can be yeah yeah interesting and then uh, how does 
uh, curation work matlab the reason why i'm asking is if there are any tangible and intangible i mean intangible is very like that's the subjective part but i'm sure there must be some parameters on which a movie is picked so can you share any insights there um see uh, i uh, it's hard for it's sometimes it's easier to say what's not a fit for us okay and, yeah you know, so yeah, a lot of a lot of mainstream a uh, lot of main like extremely mainstream cinema is probably not a fit for us but then we also have a policy of sort of never saying no mm. uh you know uh, again contextualization comes to for all you know some very mainstream film which is uh, is absolutely not a you know not something that would go to festivals or anything we might be doing a specialized focus on or certain theme based thing where that would be a fit mm. Mm. so it's uh, so it's a lot of uh, what is presented on movie is uh, based on you know uh, what themes we are going with uh, uh, is there any particular focus or any filmmaker or any other talent that we are focusing on and trying to showcase their work i said that uh, you know we're largely working it of course there is a never say no policy at one level but uh, most of our uh, selections are based on what we are looking for at that particular moment in terms of uh, you know themes or focus or any particular filmmaker that we want to uh, focus on at that time mm-hmm. okay i'll probe you further on this because uh, like i i have a i had made a rule that i'll not listen to any music which has more than four instruments right and and it automatically filters certain yeah. noisy songs similarly uh, there must be some like a strong curation process when films are coming to mami similarly movie there are two parts right one is because it's online you ha- want to have like a big catalog but you also want to maintain a certain quality of content yeah and that's where i'm that's where this question is coming from ki are there any what about tangible See, one uh, is one very basic tangible thing which festivals would also follow you know when uh, filmmakers submit films to any festival globally very uh, what is your sound like what are your frames like what is your what how, what, how does your film look just on technical grounds you know uh, mm. when i when what's when i play your film your opening shot first 10 minutes of the film how have you start where have you started you know so just those basic technical things your sound uh, your frames your lighting those things make a difference uh, obviously make count and make an impression uh, some films could be very raw and you know lacking in one or more of these departments and yet Oh, when you watch the whole film, you're surprised by it because you know the director has uh, uh, pushed uh, the envelope in some way, or you know has uh, created something interesting uh, despite these technical uh, lacks in the work. Hmm. So um, yeah, when I when we watch a film, those things are always there in our mind that you know uh, it's like. Uh, when anybody watches your film it's like making a first impression mm-hmm. so do you think like a uh, like a newbie who's a film enthusiast who has seen films uh, has probably done like a small course on 
cinema appreciation yeah. can can uh, be like a judge for i mean i want to understand like how does your experience come into play while picking these films uh see you know when you've seen worked a lot in the space and you've seen a lot of films over the years uh not just from india but from everywhere you get you inherently build an ability uh to compare mm. and uh, to sort of you know you you leave that knowledge of uh, just uh, uh, social histories or you know the history of the region of the country or uh, why certain why a film in certain language even though if it is uh, a weaker film why is it important so those kind of things you understand only with experience that you know you would know that you know uh, a film from x uh, region films from x region are very uncommon and therefore you have to you should pay more attention to whoever is whatever whatever film you know uh, you get from that region so certain kinds of things the ability to compare the ability to contextualize to say that okay you know this work from uh, this indian filmmaker is similar to uh, something that was done in korea probably 10 years ago or something you know something else that was already done or which so those kind of understandings of nuances uh, can only be learnt with time mm, you know mm, mm, correct absolutely and and uh, this is about the supply side like is there any parameter from the demand side i mean how do you guess like the bigger unknown that the audience will like this audience will find a connect with the film uh, are there any uh, nuances there oh that is uh, that's like a two way thing you know one uh, part of our job is to be a taste maker in that sense that you know give people a little bit of thing that they maybe not you you don't you feel that they might like they might not have seen something like that before so you create an audience as you keep doing this job you know Mm. uh you sort of give people something new to watch and uh, to be honest i feel there's an audience for everything correct and uh, we never hesitate in showing a, something on the platform if we feel it's a good film that should be out there for people to see we never hesitate thinking in mind that oh not many people would like this we like even if there are four people who are going to like that film let's play it Mm-hmm. to be honest we never think like this actually we never think that four people are going to like that film or in our heads mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to watch it and appreciate it or at least you know be curious and find something different when they watch it correct correct yeah yeah, yeah because the, uh, being a designer also there are two ways right one is you design for yourself like if you are the audience if you are the user you design and then uh, sometimes you go for a user research and then find out the pain points of a potential user and then solve yeah. for them so yeah it's it's a tricky thing which even i am trying to figure out <laughs> though we do try to keep a balance like uh, every month in our monthly calendar mm. uh, we do try to keep a balance in terms of you know uh, not like load people with just heavy intense and you know mm-hmm. there there are some films which are simple narratives and uh, relatively uh, easier watch kind of films which would balance the other films which are playing in the same month correct in fact i was going to come to that part later but uh, like 
I don't know how many of the listeners know, but we used to run a small show called as Movie Mala, okay. and uh, we used to book a auditorium in Nehru Planetarium, the ninety-seater yeah. small uh, smaller auditorium, and uh, we used to release short films every Saturday. We okay. did for about thirteen, fourteen Saturdays, like a good got a good response, but yeah. yeah, I mean, we started asking people to come, like ten rupees, fifteen rupees, and yeah. come and have a seat, and nobody came. So yeah, it, it just got shelved. But uh, the reason Which why I told you this. When were you doing this? This was, uh, I believe, two thousand seven, eight, nine. Yeah, around that time. Okay. And the idea was, uh, like, we we used to like, मतलब हम like बहुत बच्चे थे तभी. So we used yeah. to think of uh, we'll start a Saturday box office, which okay. only for short films would be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, we used to mix up these like four to five really different sort of movie, and then one mainstream. So you put in like Anand Gandhi's uh, uh, right here, wow. right now, uh, with like uh, two average movies. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so what's your definition of like uh, experimental cinema? And the reason why I'm asking is because uh, I saw like. Kamal Swaroop's Om Darbadar, or yeah. uh, Amit Datta's uh, The Museum of Imagination, and, and these, I don't know, I, uh, like it. They look like painting. You don't need to really understand, but it's just a visual treat and like nice experience to watch it. But um, is there any formal definition of experimental cinema? I mean, how one, how much one can go abstract and still be called a cinema? See, um, that's a that's a heavy question. Many questions in one. Uh-huh. I mean, to be honest, uh, I'll start with the one you asked the last. That uh, how abstract can one go and uh, still call it experimental cinema? It's extremely subjective. Yeah. Uh, we do receive a lot of submissions where probably someone thought that they were making experimental cinema. but it actually amounts to not much uh because even in these films where we are just experiencing and we think we're just watching there is there is meaning but maybe not literal yeah um uh, what is experimental cinema i mean obviously i'm sure a uh, lot of film sites and film books have uh, definitions their own definitions uh, for it uh, i would personally say it's anything that uh, that is unconventional that goes beyond the narrative format of filmmaking and uh, plays with space and time and uh, uh, like i think the the experiment like the la- uh, experiment comes from the latin word experimentum which is to experience to attempt so just to take an idea from there the cinema would be something that you experience feel um experimental cinema would to me treat cinema more like a temporal medium than you know other forms of cinema mm. and uh, it's more playful it uh, it it's sort of anarchist in its in way uh, rebellious and uh, plays with the elements of this uh, very new art form as compared to other art forms that exist in the world cinema is a relatively much newer art form so experimental is what uh, sort of plays with the different elements that form this art form 
Mm. And uh, the extent to which people can be playful, there is no extent to it. But having said that, uh, you know, it's hard to uh, put a finger to on that, you know, why certain things are uh, working, but why and why they're not working. But if you look at some great experimental works, you see that there is a, a sort of wholesomeness in the kind of visual sound uh, small moments that the whole film is creating it's a bit like you can compare it to russian dolls like one thing within the other within the other within the other mm. and each individual is a doll in itself and the whole thing if you put them all inside one that's also a doll so yeah that i think that it, i hope I'm just rambling. Am I just rambling, or did you get something? No, no. no, no. I, I'm I'm uh, trying to understand, and I I understand this question is very very. I mean, this itself is like a I don't know endless discussion that what is cinema, what is experimental cinema, and um, yeah, you truly said it's it's just one hundred maybe one twenty years old medium. So compared to that, it's it's yeah experimental. We are actually yeah it's experimenting only. but uh, the reason why i was trying to understand is that uh, understand this is because with recent time there has been a wave of censorship not censoring certain things cinema being like a freedom of expression as well so how does those dynamics work in movie while curation see i mean as of now i i please correct me if i'm wrong i believe there is still no uh, censorship laws for ott platforms as of yet yeah yeah it's uh, such would please exclude this if you feel <laughs> this will can lead to you know no. uh, cause some trouble for all of us but uh, since there are none so mm, thankfully we don't have to worry about that as aspect uh, so much Hmm. uh but uh, uh for general exhibition of films at festivals and theatrical releases it's uh, i mean censorship is essentially an unfair practice you know it's not what a filmmaker intended to present to the audience and uh, to say that uh, to say that you know uh, to say that remove this and rem- or add that or just add these gigantic advisories that smoking is injurious to health uh before you show your film to people is uh, is cruel and brutal essentially um films can come with us. i mean also i sometimes feel that you know that's one aspect of it and i do realize that a small part of it which i also believe is true is that uh, we are a very huge country with with uh, very diverse econ- economic classes education levels literacy levels understanding in general you know the whole world has progressed in a way in in a certain direction uh, and the uh, the infrastructurally infrastructural progress uh information technology wise education wise the whole world is world is uh, uh, progressing rapidly but our an an uh, an individual's ability to catch up with that is probably not increasing at the same speed so and this um, i say if i say this for somebody who's 
an educated person living in an urban scenario so you can imagine somebody who's just who's not as educated not living in an urban scenario their ability to catch up with the changes in of the world is definitely uh, probably a little lesser mm. so keeping in mind these uh, you know these uh, these disparities that exist in the country i understand that you know and cinema is a very powerful medium uh, as uh, because it uh, engages uh, your sense of sight sense of uh, uh sound uh, hearing sense of hearing sense of sight and you know you you are also the uh, thinking and so probably people catch wrong kind of messaging in a certain scenario uh i by no means think that films should be uh censored but uh, some way of educating audiences or creating some other kind of advisory that you know uh is also necessary maybe Hmm. um having said that uh, if there is only one choice that we have then there should always be no censorship because uh, because that's not how artworks have to be presented you know mm-hmm. uh, there because in when the when we allow censorship then it can it all also allows uh, you know random uh, moral uprightness will come into picture and control will come into picture in ways that we wouldn't like it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean that's also a touchy question which i asked but <laughs> and like i've been a consumer of uh, both the formats of content like right? so slow films which are on movie like uttaron or and and i won't name the other ott platform but like say yeah. departed or something else so movie being like like a classic seems a bit slow at sometimes right so if you look at godad or money call it's not really i mean like when you start watching you have to build the taste for it so i wanted to understand what's the typical conversation which happens in the room uh, in your in your conference room that how should should this go in this should be out or uh, this won't fit our criteria uh, especially with these classic films uh i think in our uh, all of us uh, are of the thought that everybody in the team would be super excited mm. it's slow it's experimental it's godard money call we're all super excited we want these films mm. so and to to say that you know we don't we really these are the films we we love and we want to share with people and we want to spotlight and we want more people to see these films so it it's never been a question of that you know how we convince ourselves mm. and uh, and you know just to say for example a money call film uh, how did i see it because somebody some people saw it when he made it and then uh, they probably spread the word and some more people saw it so if the if the knowledge about that film and has survived to date and so which means there is a growing audience you know i got to a point where i saw that film so obviously there are more people out there in the world who would like to see it and enjoy it mm-hmm. and then you're not really uh, i wouldn't say concerned but not really worried about so do you do extra effort to educate uh, a potential viewer about 
why you should watch a film through spotlight and other mediums because otherwise it's is very tough right uh, after 15 minutes you gently drop off if you uh, if you don't know who mani call is or who yeah. uh, dilip uh, chitri is yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, all films on movie come with something called our take Hmm. which is what we the programmers on movie uh, write ourselves so that's what the art take means that every programmer says that this is what is interesting about this film and this is why you should watch it that you can call it like a small two line pitch that we make for the film so uh, and that's what you see for each film on the home page and not the synopsis you go on the film page and then you see the synopsis and uh, other such information maybe the trailer or anything so uh, that our take is what is from our end uh, a, a little note to our audience that this is what you should seek um there is of course notebook movie which is oh, which extensively covers uh, cinema and you know filmmakers that are being presented on the platform where our audiences can go and read more and you know uh, find out more then at the same time uh, for each film page that we have on movie um, our audiences um, interact uh, in the sense they leave comments they they rate the films and uh, that sort of also gives i'm guessing gives you know the viewers an idea of what kind of uh, film Uh, the what kind of film it would be mm-hmm. interesting yeah i think i have uh, done with most of the questions i have last two sort of cliche questions like what's what's the long term future of uh, movie uh, independent cinema parallel cinema experimental cinema how do you envision it like just based on what you have seen so far um long term future of movie in india uh, would be to uh, find and present uh, the find more and more films and filmmakers from all diverse regions and languages of this country and present cinema uh, you know experimental cinema that's been made over the years the the films independent films that are being made currently uh, that that's you know just to spotlight the rich diversity of this country would be one of the uh, long term sort of focuses of movie uh, in india and to speak of the future of independent and parallel cinema um I don't know how frankly I should talk about this. Uh, currently, the way things are going in our country, I mean, I don't know what should we. We should just be talking about the future of cinema in general, <laughs> probably. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, uh, I think if things are also uh, general. It's uh, it, some certain things are like laws of nature. It's like um, you know, high tide, low tide, and. Uh, independent and parallel cinema has survived and will continue to survive and especially now with the world going increasingly digital of course it's uh, it's you know it's made the re- uh, outreach to audience easier it's become uh, a, a little more balanced and fair in terms of you know the kind of attention uh, attention uh, very popular films get 
uh, gets versus sorry it's become more fair and balanced in terms of you know everybody is eventually going to use social media and those platforms mm. to push their push to push the word for their films mm. so um so i mean it it's obviously in in an ideal world scenario uh, given if there is no economic slowdown and no other problems other uh, outwardly problems in the world the the future of independent and parallel cinema is more promising uh, more promising uh, than before the only uh, i mean the few things that could probably be uh, really beneficial for it would be like uh, how a lot of parallel cinema was encouraged by nfdc back back in mm. the day when it used to be film finance uh, uh, film finance forum uh, i think and yeah. uh, a lot of sham benegal said mirza gautam ghosh all the films are you know and many other filmmakers their films are produced by were produced by nfdc uh, even on many money call films they were produced by nfdc so that's what is really needed uh that kind of state support is really needed to you know nurture filmmakers and uh, uh films uh, produce films which sort of become uh, a part of our uh, cinematic sort of legacy and is there any um, like from the entries you get and from the catalog which you already have uh, is there any pattern or within india that odia films are uh, quite interesting which were never explored before or um, say films from tamil nadu or is there any or kashmiri films is there something to look after um not uh, films from northeast actually okay uh, mm-hmm. all kinds of you know uh, uh, odia films also uh, i mean have it's not like they've been explored a lot but slightly mm-hmm. more than northeast mm-hmm. of course uh, all the film industries in the south are are very uh, solid and you know thriving industries uh, there is a lot to explore there also but i personally find it very interesting to see films from the northeast uh, you know, we were able to present some months back uh, two films uh, one was in a language in a dialect called pangchengpa and one was in a dialect called mishing um, and uh, those are the kind of things which are really you know interesting and they are rooted in local folklore and local literature and uh, they tell you about that region they obviously there is a narrative side to it but you also learn discover so much about a part which is barely covered or uh, understood mm-hmm. uh you know generally in cinema or any other media for that matter mm-hmm. and obviously cinema becomes like a very powerful medium as you said to understand the the local culture from where things are uh, yeah. yeah and one last classic cliche question yeah. like which movie one should watch this weekend i won't say i wouldn't put you in trouble like give me top 3 movies but this <laughs> this this weekend which um uh, like to mainly get a flavor of movies uh, content curation and and the sort of catalog that you guys have um hello like like there's no stress this weekend ka hi bata do to it's fine <laughs> uh from what's 
on our now playing right now on Mubi India. Yeah. I think uh, watch uh, the Museum of Imagination. Okay, Amit Datta. By Amit Datta, yeah. and uh, and enjoy, and then go watch all his films. <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, I think this is a one one small thing which I wanted to add. Uh, being a designer and also uh, uh, like a critique of nuance thing is that uh, one small. protocol which we used to follow while showing movies in movie mala is that even after the movie is over please don't get up and just walk out of the theater just yes. make a habit to watch the entire not the entire but at least 50 to 60% of the credit score yes and and i think you guys are doing like a fantastic job with that especially with some otts just dying to throw the next film at you <laughs> i know uh, uh, i always go and pause i'm like no no i want to read the credits let yeah, me yeah yeah correct correct it's a, it's a great practice to build uh, and to be sensitive to all the hard work that goes in the film all right uh, satlana it was really wonderful talking to you and thank you for being on the show thank and, you so uh, much lovely I'll speaking have, to you same yeah same yeah and i'll again have a plug so those listeners who want to watch films uh, for one month free can go to mubi.com/audiogan and yeah enjoy the film watch uh, the museum of imagination <laughs> great <laughs> cool thanks a lot thank you and that's it from today's gyan session catch us on itunes savan stitcher or any podcasting app you use do rate us on itunes and follow us on twitter facebook and instagram stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com till then bye hello it's been a great week on the ivm podcast network on this round is on me gauri is joined by shweta nanda they talk about the financial independence and how it is to be a woman entrepreneur On Anish thing Anish welcomes ultra marathon runner Shivani Gharat Shivani shares her journey of how she ran her first marathon the mindset of a runner and what it actually takes to run a full marathon On Cock and Bull Cyrus Navin Akash and Shreyas talk about the Korean band BTS serving in the military and its repercussions On Think Fast Varun and Suchita discuss Wing Greens and their latest acquisitions and about the Indian sexual wellness market And on Shuni One Sheeladatya is joined by Dinika Bhatia CEO and founder of Natigrities. They talk about coming from a business family and Dinika's journey in creating healthy and guilt-free snacking. Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcasts.com. We have some exciting new merch out there for you. Also, do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And do remember to spread the word about these shows and any other shows you might be listening to. appreciate them rate them and review them wherever you are listening to them you can also check out all our other shows on youtube.com/ivmpodcasts and finally we would like to thank our sponsors this week volvo xc40 recharge bumble heads up for tails kotak privy league program and hdfc mutual fund thanks guys without you this would not be possible Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. 
Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IVM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from.